Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a classic holiday children's special that is roughly 5% holiday and 95% what in the hell am I watching? Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Oh, hey, listener, welcome to another classic episode of the Magnificent Huge Podcast. This is Chris, and this week, along with Eric and Brian, we're going to dive right into one of the greatest holiday classic specials to ever air on the televisions, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. Uh, It has aired continually every year since then, so it's pretty much regarded as a classic. Yes? No? Maybe? Well, we haven't seen it in years, so we thought it'd be fun to dive in and take a look. And uh, got news for you. It's weird, man. It's weird. Uh, very little to do with Christmas. The songs they put together for it are unsingable, except for the lead track, which is, you know, a classic in its own right. But to build an entire show around that, uh, it stretches the imagination somewhat. So we're going to get into it. But also a little bit about the whole... Rankin and Bass oeuvre uh, of creepy animatronic puppet stuff that has terrorized children for decades. So it's going to be a fun talk. It's a holiday special, and we hope you enjoy. If you do, just send us an email, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Wish us a happy holidays, if you would. Uh, A happy new year. Uh, Whatever. Send us cookie recipes. Uh, What are your traditions for Christmas? What do you do for Hanukkah? Do you celebrate Festivus? Uh, whatever. So yeah, send us an email, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. You can also head over to our Twitter feed, at MagHuge. Go ahead and like the page, share us around, just give us thumbs up and like and shares and whatever whatever you do on Twitter. Uh, you know, just do it, at MagHuge. We're also on Facebook, at Huge Podcast. We're also on Instagram, Huge Podcast. So any of those, just, you know, share us around, leave us comments, have some fun with it. Uh, we're just trying to grow an audience and have some... Ho, 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 fun, fun, fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and last, you can hover to our website, maghuge.com. Uh, it's M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. That's got show links and stuff, all the sundry to get you through your day. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you have a joyous and wonderful holiday. And, you know, enjoy some Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, it's Christmas time! Uh, have a holly jolly Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. 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 Have you heard uh, the Quad City DJs? What you gonna do? Play up for Christmas? What you gonna get that boy? I listen to it almost hourly. How did you know? 
<laughs> the Quad City DJs. What is this, 1997? Oh, Come on, man. Sure. It is when you're listening to my goofy-ass <laughs> Christmas list, which you can find in the show description, both on Spotify and Apple Music. Check it out. Yeah, it's a doozy. <laughs> uh, how's everybody this this fine day? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah? How's work getting you down as we uh, roll into the holidays? Everybody uh, good? Yeah. No. I, 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 I like the holidays. I'm not one of those people who like gets depressed at the holidays. I, I actually enjoy them. Uh, I enjoy them more now that I'm not working retail, yeah. honestly. <laughs> uh, yes. But I worked uh, retail management for a good number of years, and it literally sucks the life out of you. So I'm I'm now over the hump, and I can actually enjoy Christmas. It figuratively sucks the life out of you, doesn't it? <laughs> no, no, it literally sucks the life out of you. I'm probably about 15 years older near uh, death uh, than I would have been before. I see. <laughs> Yes. But also figuratively. Christmas, everybody! Christmas. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, uh, in, all, Christmas. in honor of Christmas, we are, uh, we're going to do one of the oldest uh, specials that has warped young minds for like 50, what, four years now? 55 years? Guess so. Uh, mm. it, it's old. Good question. Let's I don't know how way. long. It's 1960 was, well, they got together in 1964. That was 64. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is now old enough to join ARP. So, yay. It can order off the senior menu. (laughs) Yeah. So there you have it. So we'll get into that. Uh, But before we do that, does anybody have any frosh mared? Le frosh is mared. Oh, shit. This shit is fresh. You know what? I like a douche. I've been cracking out on Star Trek uh, since we did the Star Trek episode, and uh, I've been watching like mm. like all Star Trek or just Discovery. I've actually uh, been watching Deep Space Nine. Okay. And it's one of those things where it was, it's kind of cheesy at first because of the time. Uh, and then it really kind of developed into its own really interesting show arc. I mean, I, it, it was a good show. Um, but then, you know, Rene Abergeois died uh, a day or two ago. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it was kind of sad. It was like a, a weird sort of uh, a confluence of, of stuff that I happened to be watching the show and then i hear he died and i was like oh that sucks yeah that was so it's like a coda for your odo oh, oh that's is good. that his name odo it's okay. the character's yeah, name that's yeah it. that's a joke yeah see i remember him as uh, clayton endicott from benson that's, yeah of course that's you do. my yeah, name and then he was also uh trivia he was the first to portray father mulcahy uh, yeah, well, he was movie. a staple of the robert altman movies yeah. of the early 70s he was in so, a bunch of those so yeah, uh, cast a long shadow. So yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But so yeah, I've been I've been watching that, and uh, let's see. Oh, um, god damn it! Oh, we started watching the TV version of uh, American Gods this week, and I'm I, I saw amazed. the amazed. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's what you know. We're in the middle of. It. I'm amazed how much of the book is in that. 
and how right? far they got in just the first couple of episodes. I'm like, Jesus, there's two seasons of this so far? It feels yeah. like they've cleared a bunch of the book. I mean, and, and so, I really didn't expect them this- to include... The, the Lucille Ball segment. I figured that would be something that just <laughs> legally they couldn't do. Oh, no. But in the book, he's he's in the hotel room and he's clicking through channels and he lands on I Love Lucy. And then Lucille Ball starts speaking directly to him. But it's not her. It's sort of the, you know, the, the god of TV god or whatever. Yeah. And... He's just, you know, doing it through Lucille Ball, but it's so funny because the, and then it's like, you, you want to see Lucy's tits and she takes off her top and it's, he, he can't watch TV <laughs> anymore shit? without yeah. like being afraid of seeing Lucille Ball strip for him. And in yeah, the show, good. they don't go quite that far, but uh, um, Gillian Anderson plays Lucille Ball and it's perfect. It is just Perfect. Yeah, she's she's huh. been doing a lot of oddball stuff of late. So oh, for kind years. Of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And she can't decide if she's British. So this or another not. Showtime. You've got a free month of Showtime dealio. You're cramming we, in. We is got that what's going We on? actually got a subscription to Stars because there was a special. And uh, my wife said, "Well, I guess this means we watch American Gods now." And I'm like, "Yes, it yeah. does." Because All Stars right. is that channel that seems to always have shows nobody watches. And some of them are Stars, good. Oh yeah, Stars was all right. I I got rid of it when I switched off of my previous TV plan yeah. to where I am yeah. now. But uh, it it had some. I good was a big fan of uh, Magic City, but I I it's one of those shows you have to be warned if you start watching it because it got canceled before they could end it properly. So Ooh, they they uh, Babylon no, five real it. They bummer. Babylon five it. <laughs> Farscape was the one that really had the bad. Oh, ending. that's the one. Ooh, but yeah. Well, no, Babylon 5 kind of, they canceled it and then they brought it back and the whole fifth season was kind of like an afterthought. But It, it was yeah. kind of like Terminator Dark Fate or something. But Farscape ends on like the most impossible cliffhanger ever and just ends. And the whole audience is just like, you, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, spoilers for a, whatever, 20-year-old show, I guess. Um, but yeah, the last episode of Farscape, every season they have been like trying to up the ante on how screwed they can make the characters by the end of the season and then figure out how to write themselves out of it. And they, and the very last episode of Farscape that aired on Sci-Fi Channel, um, it seems like our heroes have won. Everything is nice. People, they're like literally like relaxing on a boat in a river, and then a spaceship flies in from out of nowhere, blasts our heroes, and just turns them into like thousands of crystal rocks that scatter to the bottom of the river, and then all of the side characters like screaming in terror, and that's the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> I think here's an idea: if we ever do a series. And which we won't because let's be real. But if we did, uh, I think it'd be funny to just build it in that uh, the narrative will just end abruptly. Like we would just build in our own cancellation and then right around that. And that's the show. Thanks for listening <laughs> yeah. to the Magnificently Huge Bye-bye. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, I yeah. know that uh, just, you're not that lucky. Buffy the Vampire Slayer did that every year. They, they had a cliffhanger end. Um, with the knowledge that they might not be renewed, but he did it basically as like, well, if we don't get renewed, it's their fault. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's... They actually did finally make a TV movie that that uh, manages to somehow undo that ending. But yeah, it was for like years, that was it for Farscape. Anyway, what else you got? Deep Space Nine? That was it. Uh, stars? Yeah. Okay. Been geeking out on a bunch of uh, sci-fi, yeah. basically. Yeah, as, right. as I should. Well, let me know when you get through season two of American Gods, because I still haven't seen it, but I'd be yeah. interested to see if they hold on to that. Oh, uh, and and Brian, I did on a lark watch because I can't watch Voyager. That show is just shit. I mean, it's just shit. I don't know why it's so shit. I think probably because it was carrying that whole UPN network, and so it had so much more pressure, and so mm-hmm. there were so many more cooks in the kitchen. But there's, I, I watched that final episode, and you're right. There's, there's no reason for. The, so they got home. But not fast enough, so we'll get them home faster. Yeah. What? It's the worst, right? Yeah. And then the whole reason being because, you know, it's going to take 15 years longer and all these, you know, other friends of yours are going to die. And I'm like, well, a whole lot of people already died on that ship. You know, maybe you should yeah. go back further. Like, what'd you expect? Yeah. Why is this? <laughs> why, why not go back to the yeah, Why don't you go back in time and prevent the whole thing from yeah, happening? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or does Ensign What's-His-Face not, you know, not rank? I don't know. It, it seems kind of shitty. But, yeah. <laughs> Bo- Voyager, yeah. everybody. Voyager. Yeah. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't watch it, will you be confused when you get into Enterprise? No. no. Okay. So Enterprise no goes the other direction. They That's where they started going, well, going forward in time doesn't really help us. Let's go backwards in time and retcon oh, that's everything. Right. It's a it's a prequel. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. And they they're gotcha. like, well, let's let's explain why the Klingons look different. Let's explain why you know. Let's take all the fun out of this shit and just just explain everything that you already know. Kind of like ah, kind of like the Han Solo movie. Very much like yeah. the Han Solo. Here's movie. all. Here's a bunch of stuff you always claimed you wanted to know. Yeah. And now you know. And it sucks. There's a reason that there's only one Which? X-Men Origins <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. And it's got nothing to do with Yeah, Deadpool. there weren't any others. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually leads into, before Eric got on the call, Chris and I were talking, and that, that gives me my segue. I've got a hot take about uh, The Rise of Skywalker. It is. Which will be coming out within days of when this podcast uh, hits the internet. So who knows? By the time you listen to this, we'll find out how dumb I am. Um, <laughs> In real time. <laughs> I actually think Rise of Skywalker is going to do a lot of the same dumb things that Solo did. Uh, and that's based on the interviews. That J.J. Abrams is like, we get back through all the previous eight movies and we're like trying to find all the unanswered questions. My hot take, and I haven't seen this one written, although maybe I just haven't been looking in the right places. My hot take is that the Skywalker that rises is Anakin Skywalker. Like back from the dead? That, yes. That fucking Hayden Christensen, (laughs) Anakin Skywalker, is the Skywalker that will rise and defeat the Emperor, bringing balance to the Force, as was prophesied, as if it's a whole nine-movie-long thing, right? It's the story of Darth Vader's fall and redemption and defeating the Emperor. I think that's what that's what's gonna I happen. I think what then based on that, what we should have is you should get uh, Ben Kenobi, you should get Luke Skywalker, you should get Anakin and Yoda 
all as the Force Ghost, and then show up with Kylo Ren and Rey, and they can do like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Super Jedi. I mean... Up until the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I think you were spot on. <laughs> um, but like, okay, so this is based on a few things. One, them saying they're trying to tie up the whole nine movie arc. Two, the bringing back fucking Palpatine for I don't understand why. Because it's J.J. Abrams and, for fuck's sake. I yeah. hate him so and much. three, Hayden Christensen was cited at the Star Wars land and then they like took all the pictures off the internet and they're trying to make everybody not think about Hayden Christensen. <laughs> much like we did and after the trilogies. <laughs> I think that is the the big surprise that JJ's got waiting for us when fucking uh, I mean what other Skywalker's gonna rise unless they're gonna make, you know, Ray a Skywalker or something. No, it's Anakin. Mark my words. Well, fucking Anakin. I, I just can't get over the trailer. Like I, I watched it a second time in front of Knives Out. And whereas the first one uh the Force Awakens, that was just a straight-up remake of New Hope. And then yeah, The Last Jedi had some Empire elements, but it wasn't really a straight-up uh, rip-off. It had some strong elements, but it wasn't a rip. But this one, just looking at it, it's like, so straight up. I'm like, are they seriously just going to go back to the well and do Jedi over again? So it's like, basically, yeah. they're just remaking the same trilogy, but... Yeah. Even the best shot in that trailer with all the TIE fighters flying at the iceberg is basically the there's too many of them shot from Return yeah. of the Jedi in reverse. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah. I, 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 can't, I cannot express how much I do not like J.J. Abrams. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and as a Star Trek fan, he already ruined my shit trying to make yeah. those films that ripped off the original films in none mm -hmm. of the best ways. Like, has J.J. Abrams made anything original? And Lost? I'm not saying I'm not counting Lost. Uh, I'm talking like his his like springboard like, into I don't know, the TV show, yeah, like Alias, like, or like his springboard into feature filmdom, where he's basically now making his money. Uh, I mean, no, no, everything he does is derivative. Yeah, it's either a sequel like, or it's a straight up riff on something that has already existed. Yeah, Super Eight, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, nah. whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, All right, for so your, I've got some other fresh shit. I just hope for your sake um, you're right about Star Wars. I really do. I I think that would be funny. Okay. Um, you're, I also think it's plausible. You heard it here first, or maybe <laughs> second. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody else going out on, on that particular limb, so to, I feel like I'm at least an original thinker. So you need to tweet that shit, man. Take a screenshot. Mm. Put it in the bank. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I was at a restaurant last Sunday, and they had the football game on, and they start singing the theme song to Sunday Night Football, and I'm like, hey, this is just I Hate Myself for Loving You with Dumb Words, and <laughs> it totally fucking is. Is this like a new- It's like, I just can't wait for Sunday night instead of I Hate Myself for Loving You, and then- you know, it's like Faith Hill or somebody singing, I don't know who it is, Carrie Bradshaw, I, one of the- blonde country stars and then playing guitar on stage the next to her god damn it is Joan Jett cashing that check hell yeah Like, yeah, good job, Joan Jett. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> but, 
Make the money. Yeah. Cash I think money. Carrie Bradshaw is uh, uh, a Sarah Jessica Parker in or Sex and the City. Carrie Underwood, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I I don't know. I no, don't. I, I don't know. I love the fact though that we know who uh, Carrie Bradshaw is. But and I'm not criticizing you because I would do the same thing. <laughs> I I refer to any football game as the football game. Like there's the, just this the one that is like absently always playing. You know. All I could think of was uh, the only song I know is the original, like the Monday Night Football song that uh, the other country. Guy Are did. you ready for some yeah, football? That, that thing that, op- that sort of they riff on at the beginning of Last Boy Scout, <laughs> where they get like the <laughs> the countrified, just really stupid theme song to the football program on that dumbass movie. That's all I can think of. <laughs> all right. Um, so I do have a movie. Um, I went to see uh, Oscar bait, uh, Mark Ruffalo's Dark Waters. <sighs> I like Todd Haynes, yep. but damn it. That just looks like every other like issue picture that has ever come no, out. No, it's not. Really? It's not like every other issue picture. No, it's so much more boring than every <laughs> other issue picture okay. you've ever seen. You got me. Is, you sucker. It is Okay. Oh my god, it is it is so true to life. Nothing like, it's it's so true to life that the actual people are in the movie. Like yeah. the the lawyer uh, that Mark Ruffalo is playing plays a different lawyer, and some of the actual plaintiffs from his case oh, God, are playing themselves in this movie. And it's like Mark Ruffalo as Aaron Brockovich. That's basically yeah, but <laughs> but by being so accurate, it's there's nothing, there's no drama. In fact, the only dramatic moments really come from things that don't actually happen like one of the shots in the trailer is him like worrying that maybe there's a bomb under his car when he's about to put the keys in ignition and it's edited you know tightly and and there's this tense music no there's no bomb no he just starts his car he was worried about that though or you know there was another there was another thing where like he has a he has a stroke and and his wife was like or or was he poisoned no no he had a stroke um, he wasn't poisoned, none of that. So it's just like they try to inject any drama, any tension to the into this thing with just bullshit, and it's boring. Um, the only the only thing you should know about it is you are definitely poisoned by Dupont. Um, <laughs> if 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 you came, ac- yeah, sorry everybody, if 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 you came across Teflon, uh, in your life, you're you're poisoned. Yeah. Ray. Thanks, movie. What was what what was I gonna do anyway? You know. That's (laughs) not stick to things. That's really what would my life be like not poisoned? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, if it weren't for Teflon, my eggs would stick to the pan. Yeah. It's a trade-off. Fuck. <sighs> okay, and so finally, um, 
I'll I'll play the the synthetic twins Feliz Navidad as the outro music. So just check that when they at the end of the show. But mm-hmm. the Christmas song I want to call out this time uh, that everybody needs to hear is the amazing dance hall song by a fella named Praveen Francis. It's the Christmas rap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus birthday, Jesus birthday. We party oh. like Jesus birthday. It briefly heard the clip, and the first thing that popped in my head when he started it off, I said, really what this needs is, is DJ Khalid, because every one of his songs has got him going, DJ Khalid in the house, <laughs> and then you get the Jesus thing, you know what I'm saying? Well, as far as I can tell, like, this is this is like the Sean Puffy Combs going, uh-huh, yeah, over the Godzilla, you know, over uh, Led Zeppelin for Godzilla, of Christmas songs, right? Because this is like... This guy's got like his Indian family singing "Joy to the World" in the background, and he's just going, "Yeah, uh huh, all right, all right, all right." That's all yeah. he does. Jesus birthday, yeah. Jesus birthday. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it makes me feel the Christmas spirit every time I hear this thing. Well, it's like uh, I did hear some trap Christmas music this week as well, some trap remix stuff, and it's just ridiculous. And it made me think of uh, of all things, I want to hear. Justin Bieber's version of Little Drummer Boy done with a trap remix. Can you do that, Brian? Can you make that happen? No, but here's a little bit of Justin Bieber's <laughs> Little Drummer Boy. Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you got? I uh, didn't really do much this week. I did start the third season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm like three or four episodes in. It's still fun. It's uh, it, it, I, I really wish they would wrap it up with this season because I don't think it's got any more legs. I don't want to see him pull a Mad Men and just draw it out and draw it out. Uh, but mm. it's relatively fun. She's on the road now opening for some uh, giant act that's obviously made up for the show but represents like a Sammy Davis Jr. type or something. Uh, so a big superstar singer. And she's just plucked out of obscurity to go on the road and open the shows with her comedy. And it's sort of the trials and tribulations there. Uh, so they're out of New York, so that's sort of the, the motif on this one. So in the second season, they went to the uh, Catskills. And so they're out of mm-hmm. New York, but they're still in New York, basically. And this one, she's totally outside her bubble. And uh, that's sort of where they're, they're getting the drama. And then the f- Are they just like playing like, you know, Nowheresville? Oh, no, no. She's like, it's a, like a superstar. So she's opening for him in like Vegas at the beginning and she's on tour with him. And that's sort of where the, the friction comes. Yeah, well, that's the that's the life of a comic on the road, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm waiting to see how it plays out, but I really don't think they got much more gas in this tank because uh, I'm not as enthralled with this season so far, which is unfortunate. Is that now? That's based on a real person, right? No, uh, no. 
No. It's all made up. She yeah. commingles, oh. like she's uh, friends with Lenny Bruce in this and like rubs shoulders with uh, other celebs. So it's sort of a weird fantasy version. Yeah, because uh, it all comes way too easily for her. And, yeah. It's and like just, her biggest uh, conflict is not how do I, you know, get this set to work correctly. You know, you don't see <laughs> yeah, her yeah. like like run a bunch of jokes and put together sort of a blah set and then do it again the next night to get it a little better and do it the night after that to get it a little No yeah. no no. She she's got it perfect off the bat every time. Yeah. Her problem is she can't figure out whether or not she loves her ex husband. Oh, stop it. Yeah. So this season is a little rough and tumble for me. But I'm gonna mm. give it a shot. We'll see. It's still interesting enough, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Yeah, uh, it's honestly if if you're not invested in the show in any way, shape, or form, don't bother. But uh, sadly, I am. Yeah, I'm so, married, you know, and so I know that's one of our shows. So you know, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. at least Eric has an excuse. You made her watch Gotham, so yeah. you've got to watch the Marvelous Mrs. Yeah. I don't think I made her watch yeah. Gotham. <laughs> okay, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. Like I don't have any shows I can successfully make her watch. But yeah. I'm so passive <laughs> that, like, if she wants to watch something, I'll be like, yeah, sure, shit. I don't know. Yeah, let's yeah. watch that thing. Yeah, okay. I'm, I got you. Yeah. I got Well, you. I don't have any excuse because uh, I'm just watching this on my own because my wife would hate it. Fuck, <laughs> she would fucking hate it because it's just all the, they drop in all of the, isn't it sucky to be a woman in 1959 and all the shit we got to deal with? And they kind of sledgehammer it sometimes. Yeah. And uh, she she really hates that, so. You know, I'm I'm okay with it. I can give it a pass because it's all in the the service of the greater story. But yeah, it's just sort of isn't it dumb to be a feminist or blah blah blah. I mean, it's sort of that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, bleh. uh So that's the only real thing I watched. And then I did also watch some other trailers this week. But the only one I want to mention is I saw the the new trailer for Black Widow. Have you seen it yet? No, I have seen it. It looks fucking awful. Yes, it I does. can't believe that this is going to be their fourth phase entry. It's just no. I, as far as I can tell, that they don't care. No, they don't. They're, they're, I, I, maybe they want you to watch the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, uh, but but this there one. is nothing in Phase Four that's got much interest. They got Black Widow, Eternals, Shang Chi. Yeah, like until we get to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I don't care about any of yeah, this. Yeah, it looks yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, it looked like standard Black Widow because it's it basically goes back to right after Captain America's Civil War ended, and so she's sort of on the run, hiding out, and then goes back to her familial roots. Well, uh, I where think she learned to be a spy. I yeah. think I think the thing is they got kind of blackmailed into making this movie, you know, because. Yes. They were like, how come there isn't true, a Black yeah. Widow movie and there's all yeah. these dudes and what the fuck? Blah. And, and yeah. so they're like, all right, we'll make a movie. But if they lead with this, you know, it's like, I guess it's technically yeah. part of some phase. But if it does horribly, they can pretend it never happened. Well, it's, it's I don't know. Everyone that comes out that looks iffy, I'm always thinking this is going to be the one. This will be the big stumble. And yeah. then yeah, me too. they never happen. Uh, but when David Harbour shows up as what I guess is a character called <laughs> Fat Captain Russia, yeah, which is like, yeah, the Red Guardian, but yeah, Fat Captain Russia, it's just like, what in the living hell is going on? 
And it just, yeah. Ugh. So I'll encourage you to check out, uh, there's a guy uh, I really like. He's he's back on The Escapist. Uh, but his name is uh, Bob Chipman. He, the movie Bob, uh, movie reviews, but he does a thing called The Big Picture on The Escapist. He has a video this week on the trailer for this where he breaks it down, and he makes a couple of uh, solid predictions about what they're setting up okay. with uh, with this movie. So uh, I'll just I'll link to his okay. video in the show notes. Uh, you can check that okay. out. But yeah, I think uh, I might be officially done with the whole MCU. Honestly, uh, it's like they're giving everybody permission to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they did. They they led up to Endgame, and that was the big finale. But th- now, when they're doing all this shit with the Disney Plus, where you have to watch the shows, and you're not going to understand what's going on at Doctor Strange, and blah, 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 blah. it's like, come on, man. <laughs> no, no, that's not how you treat your audience. You don't go. Well, you can get into the big show, but you got to watch all these little secondary acts, and you also got to pay a cover every time you see one of these secondary acts. It's like, yeah. come on. Man. <laughs> so, not for me. Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> two drink minimum yeah, that's <laughs> yeah basically so yeah so i don't know we'll see i i expect we'll probably get to a spring preview show uh in the months to come and uh we can probably go out a little better but uh it looks mm. mm. so yeah yeah it looked uh, compared to the new wonder woman trailer which is basically thor ragnarok yeah um so you know uh, that looks fun the Black Widow does not. No. Yeah. So that's our two cents. Put it in the bank. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. And wait, I do have one more because I was holding back because I figured maybe one of you guys had, would have seen it. But since you didn't mention it, I watched The Irishman. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. I did not find three and a half hours of my life to devote to yeah. it yet. That motherfucker is long. And the <laughs> yes. thing is, it feels long. That's that's the thing that pissed me off while I was watching it. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I mean... <sighs> okay, let me put it this way. Every every review I've read says it's, it's like Scorsese is taking a victory lap while flipping you off the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. But it's it's like, okay, they Robert De Niro, even with de-aging doesn't look young i don't know what age he's supposed to be (laughs) when he's de-aged they make it sound like he's supposed to be in his late 20s or something no and even when they de-age him he (laughs) walks like an old guy you know how old guys walk with that kind (laughs) of and their elbows kind of swing and it's it's like that it's it's sad uh and he the Mm. guy's 75 you know the guy's 75 He's not Irish, and he doesn't sound like he's from Philadelphia. He doesn't have that horrible, horrible, sickening, hard-on-killing Philadelphia accent. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, he sounds so, like Robert De Niro. So you're not a fan of this particular I, film. Eric, can you please tell me who does have a hard-on-killing Philadelphia accent so I can put a drop of one here? Oh, I'm sure there's one in uh, It's Always Sunny. But you know oh, yeah. that just that, that <laughs> I can't I can't even do it. But I well okay, I don't so- oh, let, let me see. I don't hate this film. It's just it's self. I want to say it's self indulgent. That that sounds too harsh. But let me just say they okay. Jimmy Hoffa's in it, so you know he dies right. 
And, and that's Pacino, they're right? setting up. Yeah. Oh, and he's the best part of it. He's fucking great in this. <laughs> is he like? That's also he, what I've heard. Is he all Al Pacino? Is he, is he uh, just like? No, he's he's doing Hoffa. I think that's why he only does biopics now, is because okay. it's the only way he can get himself to not be Al Pacino. Hoo-ha! You know. <laughs> and that ass <laughs> from heat you ever yeah. take a dump that made you felt like you slept for three days <laughs> um and uh, but they, they they it's like oh well okay you know this thing it's gotta happen which you know means we're gonna kill hoffa for the next 45 minutes you go through this plan this setup this pickup they're they're talking about uh, why is the seat wet? Oh, I picked up some fish. What kind of fish? I don't know. Fish. What are you, you bought fish? And you didn't <laughs> so see what kind of fish like, it was. It's like it's, uh, like it's going, it's going, it's going, it's, it's like going. It's Crispin going. Glover in Hot Tub Time Machine. Like you're waiting for Hoffa to get killed various ways. No, <laughs> oh. no, it's not. It's oh. not even that entertaining. It's 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 like it it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. Oh oh, and now I'm going to shoot him in the head. It's like they do all this setup to. I guess I think he might have been making a comment on like this is you're expecting me to set up, um, you know, some expectation, but I'm not doing that. So I'm just going to kill him real quick or so it's I don't understand why it like took so much setup and then they showed you exactly what you thought was going to happen. And after that, the 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 next hour of the movie is. Okay, you remember at the end of Casino when all the shit happens and then they cut to Sam Rothstein and he's just in his living room and he's go and me, well, I could always pick a winner, so I had a job, right? That one shot, this is like a full hour that could have been taken care of with one shot as we show him <laughs> in a nursing home and his daughter doesn't want to talk to him and he falls in the hallway. There's this torturous scene of him like trying to walk with a cane and he falls and because see, he's old it's like we, uh, it's just we, it's like all so, this stuff that's not doing anything except saying yeah getting old sucks what do you want and so so what i think i'm hearing is the guy who said is bemoaning publicly that we aren't sitting together in the theaters for the shared experience of cinema has made a movie that is so long that no one will watch it in that context, and it doesn't have to be that long because he could have edited it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it needed to be yeah. edited, but you know he he can do what he wants. I well, it's well, yeah. When we did our uh, fall preview show and the Irishman had come up, uh, I mentioned that it struck me as a little bit like Gangs of New York, and I hate that movie for those very reasons. And so now you're not really making me want to see the Irishman if I'm going to have to go through all of them <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, uh, I liked Gangs of New York. This is not that. This doesn't have, okay. you know, but, but you know, again, I liked that. So I'm probably a bad. You should take my advice on this. I'm just saying it's overly long and how it's is, uh, murderously so. How is Pesci? And, and the thing is, a lot of reviewers, you know, talk about how it's like a great sort of. A study in, I don't know, sort of the cold violence of the mob and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's not what this movie is. This movie is just, you know, getting old sucks. I mean, 
It doesn't matter mm. if you killed people for the mob or not. If you manage to not, you know, die before you're 70, then shit gets real bad. I think maybe that's the message of the movie. <laughs> die earlier than you were planning because cause dying later is just a shit show. <laughs> just die already. <laughs> so, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? You, right. you love it? Have you always loved it? It's a classic. So, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, this is like the OK Boomer of Christmas. Uh, everything about Christmas has me saying okay boomer this year. Yeah. Right. Like here's the thing, like the sound of Christmas music. I kind of mentioned this last show is like the Motown sound, right? Like there's just so much Christmas shit targeted at the boomer kids. And that has defined what is Christmassy for my whole life. And this thing is, is the very epitome of that. Made in 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. The stop motion. It's, uh, uh, it's, I have not seen it in a long time. And so when we <laughs> decided to roll this thing, I had, I finally sat down and watched it. Must be like 15 years at least. I do not remember it being mm. so, uh, depressing. right i mean it's just nothing about it gave me any joy whatsoever and i don't remember feeling like that as a kid watching it right Uh, but i guess i do yeah i guess as a kid you're not really scrutinizing it for things that you might as an adult but when i was a kid i'm like what is this there's like yeah there's like these depressed toys on the island of misfit toys and there's like a terrifying (laughs) yeti the the bumble christmas the bumble yeah uh, so a little backstory on this. Okay, it came out in 1964. It was really the first breakout for Rankin and Bass, the company that would go on to do like a crap ton of these holiday-related dealios. So they did this. They did what? Santa Claus is coming to town. The year they without did, Santa Claus. Uh, Jack Frost. The year without. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Frosty the uh, Snowman. Rudolph, Rudolph and Frosty's. Yeah. yeah, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, endless. And that's, uh, what's the one uh, where Rudolph winds up on the island with the caveman and the dinosaurs? I think that's the, that's the New the, Year's one. That's the New Year's one, right, where <laughs> yeah. apparently all previous years are put off on an atoll. Yeah, the atoll of time. Yeah. And he has to go like back in time to through all of these different years. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. So, okay, uh, the 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 interesting thing about all of these uh, Christmas specials is the way yep. it's the first time maybe uh, there was an intentional shared universe because you've got the Rudolph story and then you've got Jack Frost and you've got. Frosty the Snowman, and they start bleeding <laughs> yeah. into each other's specials until you get the Rankin Bass Cinematic yeah, Universe, the RBCU, and then you get to that final one where um, there's like I can't remember. It was like the 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 gruff, mean, angry guy who uh, makes Frosty the Snowman and his family melt, and he uh, basically tries to end Christmas. Right? It's like one of the last ones. I. He was is that the heat miser? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mate, 
No, he was just one of the many bad guys. There were there's like a whole rogues gallery of bad guys in these the specials. The Heat yeah. Miser is like Scorpion to Jack Frost's uh, Sub Zero. He's like a color palette yeah. swap. Yeah, I, Mister Heat Miser. He's Mister Heat Mister. He's Mister Hunter. It's one where the, the guy in the end gets turned into a tree. He's the only, it's the only death that happens in these things for any bad guys. But, because uh, okay. usually they either embrace Christmas or they just sort of get, you know, blown, like like thrown away or just, just removed. Yeah. But this one, they kill him. And, but, but it Wait. is so end game. It is hilarious because all of them show up to do battle with this this thing, and uh, Jack Frost is the one who like like they they melt Frosty and his family, and uh, Jack Frost brings in the winter wind, so it's cold enough that they can you know be made s- uh, snow again, and yeah, okay. So Eric, that that gives me the segue to the one thing I really wanted to talk about, which is that apparently in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, based on what you just said. The true bad guys are the toys on the island of misfit toys. So here's the thing. The history of this show is the first year it airs, Santa promises he's going to come back to the island of misfit toys and get the toys yeah. and get them and off the island. Doesn't. And he doesn't. Yeah, take that. And all the parents are like because freaking it ran out. There's like letter writing campaigns. Because it ran long. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they had to well, cut. No, they, 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 they had a whole scene where he picks them up, but they, it had to be cut for time. And nobody realized so, that it was going to be such a heart attack that they cut it out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it was cut for time or if it, was. it just wasn't made. Yeah, no, I but, researched. But like in subsequent years, they had a whole other song. <laughs> did, they like they like cut half of half of one of the songs out, and then they changed a different song into a completely other song and used sim- the same footage for yeah. it. And yeah, yeah, they did they did all these edits, and they completely removed the end of. Um, the minor dudes, uh, the prospector guys story. Yukon yeah. Cornelius uh, is his name. Yukon Cornelius. Yes. <laughs> they took they took the ending of his arc out, which was that he was he was mining for peppermint yeah. and was tasting his axe ax for peppermint. No, no, it's just a crazy dude who licks his, his pickaxe. <laughs> is, it, is it disturbing to you? Like when he sure shows up and he just like pulls out his pickaxe and then sniffs it and then licks it and then goes, Ooh, nothing <laughs> and it's like his tick and i'm like what in the hell and then they sing this entire song silver and gold and he keeps talking about that's what he wants and then by the end he's ecstatic that he's found a peppermint mine and it's not referenced anywhere yeah it's like they just drop so many threads just willy-nilly it just kills me <laughs> but yeah but he's like like a weird panty fetish he's just sniffing his ass yeah. and licking it and then going Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, is this guy fucking psychotic? What in the hell is going on? He's been out there way too he's long. He's been licking iron. Well, you know, he's yeah, brain dead. Yeah. So, like, the original very end, end credits, uh, the the names are on presents. And, you know, the, there's right. an elf on the back, and he's, like, you know, tossing them off of the thing to the kid girls and boys the the new ending they created where they go back and they get the lost toys uh, uh, the credits are shown over it as this elf is like 
taking one of the toys, giving it an umbrella so that it can float down. Yeah. To the mm-hmm. ground and be, you know, like played with by some child. This or a is dog. The really, yeah. This is the darkest part. Okay, this is the most <laughs> fucked up thing that happens. Yeah, we've taken you off of your island of sanctuary and we're just throwing you to God knows where. No, no, no. That's that's not the darkest part. The darkest part is, do you remember that one uh, toy on the island? Who wants a bird that can't fly? Right, that was the point. The bird can't yeah, they fly. Kick him off. Yeah, yeah. They, they, no the the elf you. on the sleigh pulls that bird out of the bag, is about to give it an umbrella, doesn't, and instead pushes him off the sleigh, <laughs> and then waves at him. He fucking bye. murders the bird well, and just I, just waves at it like, "Bye, bitch." <laughs> well, having seen the like the the whole thing from the beginning. Uh, those elves are kind of weird Nazis. I mean, they're very. Oh just, yeah, they're singing uh, Uberales uh, like in the beginning, and they all look the same, and they're all blonde yeah. and blue eyed, and they're all yeah, yeah. yeah. They can't Except have her- any difference. Well, no, this is the thing: is this is when when Hermie comes in. We're kind of all over the map here, but I'm assuming that whoever's listening to this knows the yeah. the general gist. But yeah, honestly. Uh, so Hermes, the one misfit elf that wants to be a dentist, he doesn't want to do the thing, and it yeah. literally is what the entire Will Ferrell movie Elf is modeled on. Yeah, like from the costume on down. But when you, ironically, ooh, I, I saw Elf. I yesterday. never thought of this before. But, yeah. If they're all Nazis and he doesn't fit in because he's a dentist, he comes back and he's in charge. He's Doctor Mengele when the, when he comes back because of the <laughs> yeah, dentistry. Okay. Yeah. So, but here's the thing is when you look at, when you look at Hermie, it's like all the other elves are bald. They have pointy ears. Uh, Hermie, like regular round ears, big shock of blonde hair. He's kind of, uh, you know, just sexually ambiguous. I mean, it's like if these are, if the elves are truly Nazis, then he's, he's like the gay gypsy that they're about to gas. Uh, so he better get the fuck out of there. I mean, that's literally when you start watching this adult, that's how my mind was drifting off. I'm like, yeah. this thing is psychotic on yeah. so many levels. And what I like about that, they don't make them like they used to. What I like about that is that the original, the actual song always distressed me rudolph the red-nosed reindeer because it says okay there's this reindeer and he was ostracized for being different but then one day we found value in that difference and so we (laughs) don't hate him anymore now if he hadn't been useful to our normal operations well then fuck him to death because we don't need him but because (laughs) we need the light that emits from his nose well well then okay he's fine now that he's part of us again he's fine Fuck it's a you. very weird moral for uh, for a young child. It's yeah, like, why would you t- why would you tell this story to your yeah. child? Yeah, don't well, be the different thing with- unless it it helps. But what I like <laughs> about this special is it they kind of I think know that too, so they make a very big mm-hmm. deal out of being different is better than you know marching in lockstep like those other jackoffs. Yeah. Well, except they do, like, this is the most non-Christmassy Christmas special ever. It's like, got Santa Claus, sure, but that whole middle portion has nothing whatsoever to do with Christmas. It's like a, an elf that wants to be a dentist and a 
deer with a red nose uh, wander off and meet up with some psychopath in the Arctic wilderness, and then they they get chased <laughs> by an abominable snowman to an island that's got a bunch of freakish toys that nobody wants. Mm. I mean, does any of this sound like Christmas to you? No. <laughs> But it's awful <laughs> that's original. The pitch you got to give it that. I think that's yeah. that's actually the charm of these specials is that Probably. okay, we know all of these stories and we don't care anymore. I don't want to get- see like that they did the little drummer boy really bothers the fuck out of me because that's so just just straight. Yeah. yeah. Uh well, kind of. Like, I mean, there's like, still like I think animals it's why dancing it's a classic. around. Yeah. But like all all the best children's stuff is like messed up. Yeah. And like scars kids for life. Well, that's why that's the one redeeming thing about the new Dark Crystal is that they've got something in every episode that's going to mess you up. But like you know, something wicked this way comes. A- any of the stuff has got like subversive things that that are are twisted and and wrong. Yeah, you know this one. Dumbo, I know what children's on stuff. You know what children's stuff does not have subversiveness in it. Barney. I rest my case here. <laughs> right. Davy and Goliath. Yeah. That kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. Well, that's well, got this, its own I, subversiveness, but it's called Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Well, but this one, it's like, uh, <laughs> like I, I watching it going through the, the, the story beats. Cause I honestly had forgotten almost all of it until I watched it recently. And it just, I'm like, there's no Christmas in this Christmas special. It's freaking me out. And then it starts to dawn on me. It's like, I wonder if, uh, like the, Sid and Marty Croft watched these things in the 60s <laughs> and just thought, oh, fuck, we've got a gold mine of stuff that we can mine for this. And it's like, hey, Lidsville, remember that show we saw with the weird reindeer and the misfit? Let's let's do a weird show, HR Puffin stuff. I mean, it's like it literally seems like that's the progression. It's like if <laughs> we didn't get this, we wouldn't have Puffin stuff and all of the other stuff later. Well, I, consider, or, or maybe it was just the fact that people were on drugs yeah. in Did the you, 60s, and kids are basically on drugs too. Yeah. Did you catch any of the uh, Peter Rabbit one where – he is oh, made God, no. the Easter bunny and he misses, he oversleeps and he doesn't deliver any eggs on Easter. And so, <laughs> you know, feature how this is a Christmas special. And so he ends up tr- like going to the other holidays and trying to be the mascot of those holidays. But still, each time he's just handing out eggs. Yeah. And the whole well, thing sounds- is the nightmare before Christmas. I was going to say, that sounds like the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So. Franken and Bass, man, nailed it. I think yeah. they uh, they got into your subconscious as a ch- as a child, and now we're stuck with it all. <laughs> but uh, but the misfit toys thing, and they go to the island. It seems like that is such an over obvious statement about being your own thing. But then also, it's so emo because they all hate themselves for being so individualistic. It's yeah. just a weird thing. And then, but I'm watching this thing. I'm like, but none of you are really that misfitty. It's like all of you have issues that are just of your own creation, and you can fix no, if no. you want. I learned of neurotic toys. No, you know, I've got, yeah. I can. I know what. I know what. Okay. Here's the thing. All right. If have, having looked at all of the specials. Yeah. Uh, you're a scholar, sir. You never see any toy walk and talk and sing and act and be alive. These toys like, are misfits because they're alive. They're the only the, toys yeah. that are alive. It's the Toy Story prequel we never knew we wanted. At some point, some elf 
pulled out like the 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 toy soldier, and the toy soldier said something like, "Ow, that kind of hurts." And the elf said, "Oh, holy fucking Christing shit!" And so they yeah. like put it on this island. Well, but that's the thing. Is that, I think, therefore, I am, and life is yeah, pain. Yes. Oh my god! Yes, but it's, but you okay. know what I mean. They're all like totally fucking emo because you've got the Jack in the Box named Charlie. I'm like, so you're just depressed because you got a name that you can change at any point in time, yet you choose not to. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. Yeah, you've got the squirt gun that shoots jelly. I'm like, well, just put some fucking water in there, you goddamn imbecile. That's all you gotta do. Uh, I can't I help think the these fish. These are all made up so they don't feel bad yeah. about the fact that it's their self awareness. You know, I guess We're, they got locked up on this island so they don't become the Terminator. <laughs> it's like it's like some weird child's version of Plato's allegory. I mean, you know, it's like what if that was the real case? Like someone just smoking a joint, thinking, "Oh man, I'm gonna fuck with these kids." But the thing, okay, so why has this thing endured? I Why is know. it a Christmas because, classic? Why because you, does stop motion mean Christmas? Because you <laughs> because of you clowns who went and had kids, and so you, yeah. you it come become it's Christmas time, and you say to your child, "Hey, now you should watch this thing that I enjoyed," and yeah. it gets passed along like uh, I don't know some kind of I yeah. well here, some, here's some, what I'll some tell kind you I think genetic I think disorder it's, that gets handed down. I think it's more like. Um, you know, more like it's a wonderful life. It was a thing that was made on the cheap, and it was cheap to have on TV, and it was well, just always on I, TV. This thing is way older I, than us. I'm going to lay some history on you though, because that's not actually the case. Uh, they produced it for at the time five hundred thousand dollars, which is like four point five million dollars today. Yeah, they threw a shit ton of cash at this. It took them eighteen months to do it in their shop in Japan uh, that Rankin Bass used, uh, and then when it first aired. It got like 55% viewing audience. And that was back when you had the big three. So there wasn't really any alternatives. But that, when it aired, took 55% of the TV viewing market the first year. And then they realized that they had a giant hit. And then they started showing it year after year as they would be want to do because you can sell ad space. But it's literally been on every year. They realized they realized that you know you know what you know what's a really you know, people really like television. There's only three channels, yeah, yeah. And, and we're on one of them. We succeeded. Yeah. It's like you can but start printing just, your money before you even show yeah. it. But I am also astonished that the thing is such a monster hit out of the gate because if they they decided to make it as a musical, but the thing is, none of the music is any good except the existing <laughs> songs. And they're only like, because it's an hour long program, the songs are like a minute, minute and a half tops. Yeah. And so it's, so they just start to grate on you by the time they finish. But apart from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Holly Jolly Christmas, uh, all of the other songs are originals and they're all just forgettable. I just don't understand how yeah. it works. Even the cut song, We're Misfits. Yeah. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not Gaffy and Gilly. Don't go round willy-nilly. Seems to us kind of silly that we don't fit in. <laughs> That's brilliant lyricism, sir. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> and then... And then Burl Ives singing Silver and Gold. It's like that just sounded like they just picked words out of a hat and pinned them to a board and said, that's our song. Sing that, folk master. Silver and gold, 
silver and gold Everyone wishes for silver and gold How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure it gives here on earth God damn it And somehow this means Christmas for like generations of people I, I mean I don't I, I don't know why this stuff endures yeah. I really don't I have no idea like because they keep showing it to their kids <laughs> I mean I still can't get over like it's it's the crazy woodsman and then the fucking yeti it's like the Christmas Yeti just shows up and now that's a part of Christmas <laughs> and yeah. then to get away from the Christmas Yeti uh Hermie the self-taught dentist pulls all of its fucking teeth out and they don't make any like concern over it it's like oh well that's you know that's just the thing and then it, it becomes a docile creature because it can't chew anything anymore i guess dr mengele like, yeah it's like what in the <laughs> hell is going on and then the ultimate freakouts when they get to the island of misfit toys and suddenly aslan from lion the witch in the wardrobe shows up oh, as their yeah. king it's like what in the living hell yeah. is going on i just none of it makes any sense to me and i'm i'm totally baffled <laughs> Totally baffled. <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, it's just good lord. Uh, Why did you want to se- do this show? This was your pick. Uh, I just said, "Hey, let's do a Rankin and Bass thing." And then Brian said, "What's the one with the stupid, abominable snowman?" And then we had to look it up. And then we went, <laughs> "Oh, it's Rudolph. It's the first one." So that totally fits the, <laughs> the vibe. But you, sir, went mile ahead and and actually yeah. formulated the library. Uh, and for oh, that, well, I, I had time you. to kill, yeah. so I was like, "All right, well, let's watch him." I'm utterly unaware of this Peter Rabbit shit. Yeah. Like, thank God. Well, the uh, the one well, that disturbs the me the most, and I remember this when I was a kid watching these things, was uh, Jack Frost, who is the spirit that brings the winter wind. Right? He he makes it be winter. Oh so yeah. Have, and he all he wants is to have is to be an actual person and live a life, not be a spirit. But to, and so like winter, which is like this, I guess, big fluffy cloud, tells him, okay, you can, uh, you can have a life if by Christmas time you have a what a house and a wife and uh, I don't know something else. And, and and finds himself in a situation where he can't have any of these things because there's an evil person who took all the blah, 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 blah. And it's the standard the, story. Yeah. By the end of it, um, he, you know, he saves the day. He, he the the girl that he's fallen in love with is saved. And uh, as he's about to, I guess, propose marriage or whatever, finds out that she's fallen in love with the night that you know helped him and the night is falling in love with her and so he's like well i guess i had my heart broken i'll go back to being a you know disembodied spirit again and i'm like what this is sad this is so sad <laughs> what and then yeah. jack frost shows up you know like i say later on in uh rudolph endgame to do away with that other bad guy <laughs> and i'm like this is they're they're very well, dark that, endings. Well, that's the thing is watching this uh, with my wife. Uh, 
like ha- like not even halfway through it, she's like, "This is really the saddest thing I've ever seen." Mm. It's like this is just de- <laughs> this is really depressing me, and I don't think I'm going to watch anymore. It's like, and then I think that's about when they started singing, uh, "We're a couple of misfits," and then it was like <laughs> all bets were off. But yeah. uh, but you know, I know I do know why these things endure because stop motion animation is awesome, yeah. and also awful when you're a kid. You you look at it and you're like I could do that. Yeah. Like if I had a camera and some of my toys, <laughs> have you? I could do that. Uh, show of hands. And who who here has tried to do that with their toys? Absolutely, right I've here. tried to do that. With <laughs> and my toys. nothing turns out the same. It's like I can't even make it look like a Rankin and Bass movie. But that's because I don't have four and a half million fucking dollars lying around just to throw at stuff. Yeah. Well, and you don't understand like what armatures are, right? Yeah. You're using actual toys, but yeah. but. I mean, it, it seems, it's tangible, it's it's visually interesting, and it seems like something you could do. Yeah. Like, nowadays, and even Nightmare Before Christmas, there's something about the jankiness of the handcrafted stop motion, or the jankiness of the walkers in Empire Strikes Back, but nowadays, the Leica, digit, the Leica Animation Studios people, the last two they did, the Kubo and the Two Strings, and I only saw the trailer for this one, but the, the Missing Link, they've perfected the art so much that it just looks like computer animation now. It's too smooth. Yeah, it's too perfect, and it it loses the the tangibility of it. Yeah. You no longer believe it as a real, well, like, physical object. Well, maybe that's why these things endure because they have sort of that scruffy dog look about them. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think so. It's just they're it, as much as you, I want to hate them, I really just kind of can't. I mean, yeah, they'll kind of make me weird, and I get kind of sad at moments because it's just a little bit too just fucked up but at the same time i'm like this is really i mean it's it's an art form that has died honestly it's we're never going to get one of these again uh i don't think so because they'll, they'll do all computerized cgi whatever uh sure. and it just won't be any good but i just i'm amazed like looking at the list now i'm amazed at the ranking and bass like the talent that they get in with these things but they always have the narrator so you got burl ives as the weird snowman uh, in Rudolph, but then uh, Fred Astaire is in Here Comes Santa Claus, or Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, Danny Kaye, Danny Kaye's in Here Comes Peter Cottontail. Um, Angela Lansbury's The First Christmas, Red Skelton, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Uh, Roger Miller is in Shirley Nestor, Booth. The Long Year Dunker. Shirley, Shirley Booth. Booth, yeah. Uh, who, who has the triple crown of acting, and this was her final thing. <laughs> bravo yeah bravo well i'm the, i notice your buddy hackett's in jack frost as the narrator so did he kind of do this hey, jack frost I can't and even do half the time uh, uh, uh santa is uh uh R- R- rooney uh what's his mickey name rooney. mickey rooney mickey rooney yeah yeah uh, but he sounds like fun- a truck driver. He sounds like Mickey Rooney, the truck driver. <laughs> I don't know, Ma. I just don't feel like doing the Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And Mrs. Claus is always calling him Papa. That's mm. uh, like, shut yeah, that's, up. That's but, kinky. But the, the one, and the final thing that gets me about Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, apart from just the, the weird message it's given to kids, uh, is that Santa is a total fucking dick. 
And that seems to be the motif through most of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like Donner has his kid, Rudolph, and then Santa comes, hey, how's the kid doing? And it's like, oh, he's got a shiny nose. Well, fuck that bitch. He's not on my team. No way, no how. Yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> like Hitler. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically. <laughs> to go back to the Nazi <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. So a lot going or, on. Or the one where it's like, fuck it nobody believes in me anymore i'm not gonna have christmas (laughs) that you know and that becomes the whole plot of the thing i really wanted when the elves go into town miss mrs claus sends a couple of elves into town to find some proof that people do believe in santa claus and of course no one does but i he runs into a pack of children who are all like you know oh did you hear christmas got canceled Santa put out a press release or whatever saying Christmas is canceled. Well, what do you think about that? Whatever. I'm too old to believe in Santa. I'm like, wait a minute. You just said fucking Santa canceled Christmas. That's like being told I don't believe in God even when he like shows up in front of you to say, I'm not here. That doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> it's, yeah. None of this makes sense. Yeah. None of it. I think the, but the I, apex... But I did want uh, I did want the kids though to be like, well, I guess doesn't matter if I'm naughty, then does it? Fuck it, I'm gonna go rob a liquor store, you know, because it doesn't matter. I'm 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 Uh, thinking of this now as said as an allegory for God, and I'm hearing the song God has forsaken us. God has forsaken us. God has forsaken us. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Well, I think uh, they these things hit their apex with uh, Rudy and Frosty's Christmas in July. Because that one doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense. And then Ethel Merman shows up as a goddamn puppet uh, <laughs> in a cowboy outfit because she runs like some circus. That's like, I, the one. The, That's yeah. the one. Jeez. That's the end I had to hunt one. down clips of this thing from a couple years ago. <laughs> now here it is again. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And that's the one with the with the, the heat miser and the, the coal, whatever. I don't remember. Right. Dick. Yeah. That's what that I was, was talking about. She, she ends up shooting like his, his crystal whatever that he does magic with and because she does that he turns into a tree and like it's it's like a screaming painful death yeah it's like what's next it's like rudolph and frosty's christmas in hell that's what needs to come ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i uh, i hate him. I, I hate him and i love him i don't know what to tell you uh, this this may be my favorite christmas podcast we've done <laughs> Well, that's saying a lot. God bless us, everyone. Everyone. (laughs) And if you want to hear our other Christmas podcast, go to our website. It's maghuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. We're not going to charge you to go to Stitcher Premium like those other podcasts. Ours are free. (laughs) And we didn't have any commercials for mattresses or any of that shit. It's just free. We do it for for your entertainment. So just give us some Give us some reviews. You know, tell us what you did or didn't like. But for Christ's sake. Leave us some reviews. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, and share us on your feeds. Give us some listens, because, you know, we want validation. Yes. Yeah. And and tweet at us. We're at MagHuge, and tell us you know we exist, because, dear God, does life have any meaning? Well, it, um, it does now. We're a oh, no, I'm a misfit. Yes, <laughs> We're a couple of misfits. <laughs> 
Oh, God, I hate it so much, but I love it I so much. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Merry, uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy everybody. holidays. Happy Hanukkah, uh, Festivus, etc. <laughs> Feliz Navidad.